Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Episode 24, Civil Tension. Here we are, 24 weeks in a row, almost half a year. Got two more episodes. We'll be at 26, and then we'll be uh, half the year done. So thank you all very much for hanging in here. This is awesome. And uh, my name is Peter Galt, your host and creator of Civil Tension. And with me, we have co-host... John Glodson. And co-host... Ken Nicholson. And who else wants to be a co-host today? I will. Norman All right. Norman. Sorry, I just talked over your name. Norman Weir. Norman. All right. Guests. Denise Netzel. Dan Squia. Don Sabeson. Bob Gibbons. And Denny Hennessy. All right. And as we all know, Bob is also Batman, as he said a number of episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can all make fun of it and laugh, but nobody's ever seen me and Batman in the same room. It's true. It's true. It's true. It is absolutely true. But we've seen you and Bruce Wayne. (laughs) So, now we actually had a wonderful, man, this this morning, at one point I was just sitting here having a hard time just not holding that grin in because it was the conversation that was going was just so and Ken you asked for a cantankerous conversation it was civil tension tension. we should have clicked record at about uh, 745 this morning instead of nine o'clock so but uh, anyway if you want to continue that conversation I'm more than happy with that or if that one's burned out we can hit on the <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Risky move. <laughs> you know what? I mean, we've got so many things that we can whine and piss and moan about that are hitting the news, and or we could we could make something up. Well, <laughs> well everybody else. <laughs> what are we? The liberal media? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, um, let's talk about the. Uh, one thing I found interesting that I saw in the news uh, yesterday was uh, the uh, Trump administration announced that they're merging together the Departments of Education and Labor, or at least had plans to. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. I mean, that's not my first two, uh, not first two departments I would consider uh, merging. But you know, uh, you know, as far as you know, draining the swamp goes, I mean, there are plenty of. Uh, instances in the administration of him not doing that, but you know, as far as doing that, anything that gets rid of Betsy DeVos's job is is right on track for me. She's going to be commentary the there, huh? department. Oh, opinion there, huh? that makes it even better. Well, she's going to be hollering at you then, because yeah. uh, I'm sure she wants to keep her job. But I haven't actually heard anything about that. Um, I saw some blurb come across. That that's that's brand new news for me, and and I. Merging the departments of education and departments of labor. I think they want to eliminate them, but that's what I think it's a, the I first think they step both of need to go. Yeah. I, and, and that's what I'm hoping is this is a politically expedient to way. A whole lot easier that than fire, you're fired, you're fired. Yeah. You know, that in the process of merging, get, they can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. you can reduce, like any company, two companies. Now, merge, here's the question. Um, with the whole where he you have to produce um, what two regulations for everyone you write mm-hmm. is this like they're combined one department so they can launch the space force <laughs> there you go <laughs> maybe so maybe they need more money for the space force and uh, I don't know do you, do you think they'd have an easier time selling the concept of that if they titled it something different other than space force well I think it was kind of back to the Reagan era with the Star Wars look at look at how the Media and everybody made fun of Ronald Reagan for talking about the Star Wars defense system. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of. I th- I've learned he puts thought, even though it made well, it seem like it, he puts like thought behind everything he does. He's a marketing genius, 
And I think that's just the first step of it with this Space Force because it is. That's They say the next battle, that's where it is. Yeah, exactly. That's I'm looking here. He's looking in the future. Yep. Because think, if we lose our satellites, our military is disabled. Yep. Because we rely so heavily on our, our whole country. We lose GPS. We lose everything. Our forces are disabled. And if you can conjure up there knocking out that stuff, it's kind of, you know, it's like... It's like World War Two. After World War Two, you went from the where their aircraft carriers became more dominant over battleships from yep. the first war. You're looking at the next generation yep. on there. That's why I think Trump gets a lot of crap about stuff. You know, he's always on there. Like I was just at this week a uh, tax seminar. They kept pointing out on there. This was a tax law written by business people mm-hmm. where they give something, there's something taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's pretty balanced. It's people. Everyone's going to get more, but the business owners that are or people aren't aware, they're going to be paying more. And they just don't know it yet. Yep. Hmm. John, what are you shaking your head over there about? I'm not. That was a mirage. No, was just, uh, you you yeah. showed Ken, and then you're like, uh, it's not cool for the rest of the it's class. Not, no, but back to combining, the consolidating, I mean, I always like smaller government because it's just, you know, you know, duplication. Why do you need two clerks to do the same job? Well, smaller means they're less destructive, hopefully, by definition. Well, they're not doing the same <laughs> job. Education has, has a broad... A range of responsibilities, and so does the Department of Labor. Um, you know, everything from discrimination law to handing out government grants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're both very important. I think if you do merge them, you're still going to see a very similar similar workforce at the one department, but you know, it's just going to be that one department. Or to push it further, is he limiting uh, shrinking the government because does the government need to be covering everything? You know, the more concept limited government. What should the government be covering for citizens? What shouldn't? Uh, it's like you know. uh, John's. John's getting. It's getting close. Building up. It, oh, the kettle's uh, about to pop. <laughs> well, let me. Let me. Maybe I can push. I've seen that face. The Department of Education. <laughs> when did it start? Is it in the know, 70s. It's like seventy-three, okay. something like this. Yeah. Because I think most people think it's been there forever. <laughs> right. Would so like well, well, we were able department to educate our kids right? before yeah. we had the Department of Education. Sure. And I think one could argue education has gotten worse since the seventies, not better. Absolutely. Wait, you're telling me the government got involved in something and it, and it got, got worse? worse? That's no! How could that be? That cannot be. That can't you know what? Be. Uh-huh. That's, you can add that to the sureties of life. Death, taxes, and the government screws things up. I mean, they, Absolutely. It's close. I can see it in John's face. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah. to we get a push him over. You know, it's a... Uh, <laughs> I'm winding him up. Wind him up, let him go. It's a... Just because just because Donald Trump has consolidated two departments doesn't mean that he's in favor of limited government. Sure. It doesn't mean that government is actually getting smaller. Mm-hmm. I do believe he believes in limited government. I don't think this is the way you accomplish it. If you want to accomplish that, you proceed to take the Department of Labor and Education, those things that are not actually uh, constitutional, and you mm-hmm. say, look, we're closing them down. We're turning back over to the states yeah. where they belong Done. so you can deal with i.e. recently within uh, last, and I mean recently within the last couple of weeks, Vermont has come out and said that you must have health insurance. Mm-hmm. Good for you Vermontians, yeah. or, or Vermontonians, whatever you are, <laughs> whatever, you be. whatever you want to be, good for mm-hmm. you. But guess what? That's in your liberty yeah. per the 10th to do that. Yeah. And so uh, I don't understand why he combined the, the two departments. Doesn't Personally, I would really would have rather just would have said, yeah, we're closing them down, sending them back to the states. Mm-hmm. That would have really shook some people up. Oh. But because, because, <laughs> because what happens? Okay, so let's turn this into a, into a local issue, right? Let's, take, let's say that because there's a movement within McHenry County, within counties in general here in Illinois, that they want to get rid of townships. Not mine. Well, I understand that, but, <laughs> but, ain't gonna but, happen. but they want to get rid of townships, and they want to consolidate that at the county level. And the reason they want to do that is because they will reduce the number of headcount. They'll have greater efficiency. Go on down the list, this and that and the other thing. Okay, well, you might be able to do that thing. Might be able to. But what you will do for sure is that you will take that government at a local <coughs> level where you're serving uh government employees and elected officials and appointed uh, personnel are no longer necessarily just your neighbors, but now you've consolidated that power someplace where it can't be accessed. Mm-hmm. By the centralization. North, centralization. And now it'll be able to do whatever it wants to do, and it'll run ripshod, and there'll be no accountability, and the budgets will inflate, so on and so forth. Pay no attention so to are you the saying 7,000 units of government are a bad thing? For y- yes. Yes. yes, I'm saying that 7,000 <laughs> 7, units of government are a bad thing, and if you were to take those 7,000 units and combine them into one, it'd be even worse. And that, and essentially, what I'm saying is that that's what perhaps Trump has done in this situation. He's taken two things which have no reason for being, and he's consolidated them 
into one thing that again has no reason for being. At which point he has a single target. So is right. he creating? That, is he creating credence for the uh, two departments? Well, first of all, this but, is in the planning stage, and he's asked right. them to work up a plan right. for combining the. Right, right, yeah. This is the very early. A, a lot of things that Trump <clears throat> does are just you are know, just, just saying it, yeah. Or more importantly, a device. As you say, brilliant politician, a device to get people thinking this, mm -hmm. and then he does this to satisfy that public outcry. Well, he, uh, he understands strategy. He understands negotiation, which is something that no American politician has in recent memory. Right. And, and that's one of the things that is absolutely driving the domestic uh, left crazy and the world crazy because he actually understands strategy and negotiations, and he says, I don't have an obligation on the part of the citizenry of this country to, who elected me to office. I have no obligation to sell them out. I have every obligation to stand up for them and defend their sovereign rights as citizens of the nation of which I'm a, a member, right, mm -hmm. so to speak, of which I'm a citizen. I have no obligation to sell them out like everyone else has. It's almost bizarre what's going on. It's like... Uh, somebody this morning made the comment that he's actually doing what he said he was going to do. What a, what and that seems to really aggravate wow. people. I mean, it's, I, I, I take it even simpler than that. It's almost like it makes politicians <clears throat> mad that somebody's actually doing things to, and trying and actually fixing things and making them better as if they don't Despite want Despite the opposition. Well, because because immigration is an example of that. You know what it shows? Republicans don't you know what it shows the American people? You know what shows the American people and the ruling class, the oligarchy? You know what it shows? It shows that it can be done. It can be done. It can be done. We don't want that our status quo in this melee, this this paralysis, is not absolutely mandatory at any level. He's totally messing up the power structure. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting for the tipping point where <laughs> the, the, the concrete level impasse that we have now in Congress right. suddenly flows over Something the dam yeah, and they actually start getting stuff done. And I think we're simply 20 or so slots in the Congress right. away from doing that. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and uh, the, I think everything he's doing right now is planning for 2018. So. I think he's, it's nothing but a setup for 2018 so he can start to swing his bat. Yep. Well, and I, mean, I, I hope so anyway. Look, I think to your point too, I think by him actually doing what he said he was going to do is making politicians go, well, well crap, now people might, might actually believe that. that we have to do something we say, not that mm -hmm. we can just say it. Right. Right. I mean, look at look at Republicans. They complain we can't do anything because the, the yeah. Democrats control yeah. the Senate, the House, and the White House. So then we gave him the Senate. Well, we still can't do anything because mm -hmm. they control the House and the White House. So then we gave him the House. Well, we still can't because we, we don't have enough. Now we gave them all of them. There's well, we can't because we don't have enough. 60 we, don't have, votes. we need 60 votes. You know, and then health care. Look at all those. There, there were two senators, Republicans, that uh, that Collins, and there was one other person McKinney. that McKinney. said they will not. No, but not him. He, oh. he voted to to cancel Obamacare. She didn't, and there was one other Republican no, one that other. didn't. Was it Flake? And was then it, was it Flake? It might have been, been Flake. Yeah, I think. But it was those that just showed right? now that they had the power to govern. We don't want to govern. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Hold on here. We don't want to do what we've been telling you we do. Well, I think that's the problem. The problem is politicians don't. It, it's it's traditional politics is nothing to do about getting something done and standing for something and delivering it. Amen. It's always been about being in the middle and making everybody happy. And that's where Trump is so different. He is like, this is what I'm going to do. You're gonna, some of you are going to hate me. Some of you are going to love me. And again, love him or hate him, it almost doesn't matter. But he, he's the first politician I remember just said, this is what I'm going to do. And whether you like it or not, <clears throat> like Reagan Ronnie did a lot of that yesterday. I don't care, you know. <laughs> Reagan did a lot of that, but he was yeah. a better salesman. He was a better salesman. He was and, slicker. There was right. no doubt. He and, was. He's more <clears throat> polished. Yes. Right. He was in a New York realtor. One of the things that's <laughs> interesting. One of the things that's interesting about about Trump is that not just that he says what he's he does what he says he's going to do, but it's also a matter that what he says he's going to do is actually somewhat related to the Constitution. That's true. That's now true. I am not Small a fan. Time. I'm not a fan of his executive orders. Right. The reason is because I don't think because I wasn't a fan of Obama's. I think executive orders is that that is something that a person does in response to a feckless, weak legislative mm -hmm. branch, yep. Yep. okay, uh, or an out of control judicial branch. Okay, fine, you made the ruling, come down here and enforce it. Mm -hmm. The the bottom line, but he but still though his 
the trajectory of what he wants to accomplish and the heart of what he wants to accomplish is more aligned with our Constitution than right. anyone that perhaps since Ronald Reagan, I would say even more so than Ronald Reagan. I would agree, and that's why it's interesting that the, the left goes crazy and all they want to do is talk about how he wants to be a dictator, and it's like they, they talk as if he's doing the exact opposite. Right. And well, I just, but you never hear an example, it's just... Because they figure if they say it enough, it becomes true. Become true. Well, well, the, that, thing, yeah. the thing and is people, they're being hypocritical. Well, because no. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a little, we- it's a little weird. It's News a little weird, but yeah, really? Um, yeah. No, because as John just pointed out, when Obama did those executive orders, they they've been fine. they've been going on since '73. Yeah, once they, um, well, executive orders have been going on for a long, long time, mm-hmm. um, back to the founding days of our republic. Yeah. But uh, I think it really started to sway in 1973 with the authorization of war powers right. um, that we gave Nixon. Mm-hmm. And uh, like John said, it's because of a feckless legislator. Nobody wanted to be holding the bag in Vietnam. Right. And uh, now no one wants to hold any responsibility for the actions right now. And that's not what we want. That's how we get President Trump mm-hmm. because nobody wants to do anything. Nobody will take And eventually stand. some people get some people get fed up with it. And well, well, we, I, always, I, we always claim we want politicians to stand on principle and stuff, but the minute one of them does it, they get crucified practically. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're seeing that in just huge, broad brushstrokes mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. People are yelling and screaming about the uh, current immigration situation and kids being separated from their parents, which is absolutely 100% nothing new. There's nothing new about that at all. And Congress can control that situation. Congress could have controlled the whole DACA situation, mm-hmm. which I think we even talked about DACA. I think that was like episode two. We're <laughs> yeah, right. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now. it's still and, out there. And it's, well, of course, it's, I mean, they're doing nothing. That's why it's still out there. Mm-hmm. They've had the opportunity to sit down and craft legislation. Oh, well, it doesn't have this and it doesn't have that in it. Well, I want this little piece in here, too. Mm-hmm. No one can just say, look, this is it. This is all it's about. Make a damn decision. You're going to go ahead, pass this law. Oh, well, we don't want to do that. No, just to your point, Denny and, and, and everybody, John, Ken, no one wants to take responsibility. So we now have this wonderful world, world, huh? Wonderful, wonderful, man, try to say this that three times. Well, I don't know you what you're trying to say. Wonderful word. Wonderful word. Wonderful word. Wonderful word. Wonderful word is what I'm trying to get out. Feckless. Feckless. You know, nobody wants to do a damn thing. They don't want to take responsibility. They have the opportunity, the ability to do it. No one wants. Well, I think on the immigration side, I think it's a little. I'm going to say it's a little more nefarious on the left. The doing nothing continues to facilitate what a lot on the left want, which is wide open borders. Right. The whole issue of this separating kids is, is what we were doing was just saying, okay, come. Well, you came across with a kid, so come on in. That's all that. Well, they change and release. What catch and release is is all that Obama. It's it's all that Trump. Did he said was no. he ended it? He yeah. said no. Just it's, kids. If you bring kids with you, it's not a get out of jail free card. More directly, anymore. he did what he's supposed to do as the president right. of the United States enforce and the enforce the law as right. the, head the, of the executive branch. branch. God forbid that we ask a president to do that, or we ask our <laughs> enforcement agencies to do what the Congress right. has legislated right. they do. And it was a bipartisan thing, you know, the passing of that law was a very bipartisan act. I I agree with your overall argument. Um, I I disagree with the the point you made about how Democrats just want wide open borders. I don't. Many do, not all. Many do. Um, Some some do, and the globalists, they want wide open borders. Uh, Leftist and the Democrat is not the same as the globalist. Chuck Schumer is, is not a globalist. Um, He'd be a left. But I think that <laughs> I think I think the uh, I think the uh, the uh, easiest way to see uh, that feckless legislator in regards to immigration that we're talking about is through DACA. Yep. It's politically expedient for Democrats not to do anything with DACA so because the DACA is um, 
the children who are under that are an incredibly sympathetic group. Yep. And it's much easier come November to say it's Donald Trump's fault yep. than to actually fix the problem. Absolutely. It's better for it, them politically. It's politically. all about winning winning votes and getting Donald Trump out of office. Yep. And you know what? I don't necessarily disagree with not having Donald Trump in office, but you know what? He's the person we're stuck with right now. And Democrats, you know, you need to either you need to either put up or shut up. You need to um, people need to start do, taking action and taking responsibility for their actions if they want to uh, sway the ballot box in November because we're tired of it. What was it that took the Democrat side from being folks with a, you know opposing point of views to mine and so forth, but being reasonable people and talking about stuff mm-hmm. to this incredible knee jerk? Yeah. Violent reaction that we get, no matter what, if it's associated with Trump, it's bad. Well, yes, I mean, it, yes. I, it's I, I, years, what but. took away our ability to negotiate between the two sides? Kennedy would be a Republican today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. By far. Yeah, the, the entire scale is he would be left. He would be vilified by the left today, <laughs> yeah. without question. And you look That's at ex- not what your country can do for you. You yeah, look at executive orders. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him out. He's you look at executive orders. Executive orders before Obama were for things like, okay, we're going to have the flag at half-mast yeah. on this day. Yeah. We're going to do this. We're gonna... And, and Obama Jeff in 2010 talked about a speech saying, you know, there's, there's immigration people that want me to just... You know, saying we don't have to do this, we can. He goes, but I'm not a king. I can't do that. <laughs> all of a sudden, what did what did Democrats? They they do it all the time. They never thought they were going to lose power. Right. So that's where he started governing through his pen, through executive orders, because he thought it would be Hillary or a different Democrat coming in behind him that would continue. They didn't plan on Trump or a Republican. So they didn't try to get it done through the Congress. Right. They just did. Well, it look at the Senate, the nuclear option. Yeah. Harry Reid is the one that did the nuclear option, mm-hmm. right? The 51 votes, which is smart anyways. But Democrats, true Democrats, not the left and the progressives, warned them about doing that. Republicans warned them about doing it. But Harry Reid never thought Democrats would lose control of the Senate. Yeah. What did they do? Mm-hmm. They lost control of the Senate, and the roosters came home, right? Isn't that the word? Isn't that the saying? Look at Obama was really a really good president for the right because the left lost more local seats than anything else. Now Trump, one of the biggest, and and I I still want to know from somebody that says we're stuck with Donald Trump, what has he done that's horrible? He's put an incredible Supreme Court judge in place. He's, they're getting federal judges to get the federal court system straightened out that actually have, that governed by the Constitution, not their political leanings. Well, that's, we like that. Yeah, there are a lot don't. of people yeah. that don't like that. Yeah. Right, right. You don't want that, that Constitution we need to get rid of anyways, right? Well, and that's an, what a lot an activist but, judge should not exist. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Look, really at, look at unemployment. Low. We have more jobs out there today than and there people. are unemployed for the first time in history. Black unemployment, the lowest. Hispanic unemployment, the lowest. Female unemployment, the lowest. At one point, and that's where people, they, they, you know, you listen to the so-called experts, and they say no matter how much the media throws down people's throat that Trump is bad, Republicans are bad. At one point, people go, you know what, though, my paycheck got bigger. Yeah. I did get a $1,000 bonus. Things are looking better. I'm able to go out and go to dinner instead of, you know, doing this. North I mean, Korea may not try to No matter what the media yeah. says, people they aren't seeing were. that in their life. So and all of a sudden, they start voting. We don't care what the so-called experts in Washington, New York, and the left coast do. We're looking at what's happening inside our yeah, house. Don't believe your own lying eyes, right? Right. Okay, so real quick to that point, Bob, why, why do you stuck. say we're stuck with, with Trump? Um, I... I two. I mean, I still don't like Donald Trump. Oh, I've why? never been a big fan. There of are him. lots of times when I don't like. I've him. never. Right. Met him, so I don't know if I like right. him or not. I've never. But why him. not as a president? Why? Yeah. As what is his function? And, and as not president. to beat up, but just so I understand. Yeah, I'm curious. Now, because we know point. we didn't elect a pope. He's not the. You know. You know. He's from New York. He's. So, but why so as is president? Or is a policy? Um. Well, there is a there's there's a lot to be commended because there's a Republican in the White House. So policy isn't, he's not all bad when it comes to policy. Um, when it comes to personal, I, I oh, don't like him at all. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't elect him to do, I, I'm, did you like Hillary? 
No, absolutely okay. not. Right. <laughs> okay. well, don't don't <laughs> insult me, Don. I know, I know. All right. Well, this is a rhetorical question. He believes equal rights. hates everyone. No, the reason I asked that, Bob, is just that, that when people will say, how could you vote for this guy who's such a dirtbag? I was like, if I was voting for them based on who was a better person, they both tied for last. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, totally they really agree. did. Neither one of these people is what I would hold up as great individuals with great character. So that's what I always tell people. So I didn't make my decision on that. First of all, why would I make my decision on Hillary or Trump based on whether I like one of them or right. not? I don't even know them. <laughs> so, well, and to that point, I, I actually know, I'm not going to say who this is. I know someone who has told me, in, not in, 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 in any imaginative expanse of her lifetime, would she ever have or would she ever <laughs> vote for Trump? But she finds him incredibly attractive. And she finds him attractive because of his confidence, uh -huh. the way he carries himself, the way he holds himself. Not because, oh, she thinks he's this great-looking guy, although she said, eh, for his age, not a bad-looking <laughs> guy. But she would never, ever vote for him because she just doesn't care for his personality and his demeanor. demeanor. An awful lot and of people vote based on that. Well, I think and one of the things that we miss in our society is... Uh, in kind of this discussion today, I mean, I, I don't remember where I've heard this, but we never talk about how do we how do we raise good people. Our society is full of bad people who do bad things because it's all about them. And then we're shocked that we have leaders who don't have strong morals and character. Well, begin. We don't teach it, morals it, and character. Why would we expect our leaders to have morals and character? But it, but it begins <laughs> at the top. That's the point. Yeah. We don't we don't have leaders, and I've said this before. We don't have leaders uh, as we had in, in the 60s. We don't have the Everett Dirksons. We don't have the Adlai Stevensons who knew how to compromise, right. who knew how to, how to get things done together. Right. Not, not uh, uh, build a wall, but rather take the wall down, okay? Even if it's brick by brick, but mm -hmm. little by little. But we don't have those people today. And, and when we look at um, uh, those people leading us, and then we look at our schools mm -hmm. and say, well, look at where the schools are going. And then we say, where are the kids going? <laughs> I mean, you can ask, I mean, I remember, uh, I remember in, in front of my house and kids are playing and I, I didn't have children, but I mean, it, I, they're, banging, they're banging a ball off my garage door. And I said, why are you guys? Why are you doing that? He said, "Well, he threw it." Well, obviously, it's not your fault that he threw it, right? <laughs> okay, I know that, but do you not have the sense to throw the ball side to side instead of at the building? No, they're throwing it. They're throwing it at the building so they can have the ball bounce back to them or throw throw it to each other, and one of them's going to miss it. Okay, eventually. But I mean, why not throw it side to side? I have no problem with them playing well, across the yard. Common courtesy and common sense, right? Well, and yeah, I go back to, to back Bob, to the, to the right, yeah, back yeah, to yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah, become, because again, I, I don't like Trump, but there's still not a, we understand. And, and I think the Trump that came down that, that escalator that first day when he announced is a different guy than the guy today. Oh, I saw oh, a change in him during the campaigning, so I think as he started meeting individual people. And I looked at it, where I started to change is I looked at his kids. And I know the moms were a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. But usually when you get people that wealth, there's some bad apples, some drug addicts. Some, all of his kids have turned out pretty dang good. They were all, they, he had them all working. They swept floors. They, they weren't just giving the keys to the castle. Right, so I saw that was where I first started. To they change. would be then social you started rock to hear, stars if they were Democrats. Yeah, exactly. No question. They would be but heroes. then you started to hear stories that he's, you know, where he, you know, was going, you know, going somewhere, and he ended up sending a check to pay off this person's mortgage, or doing this because somebody helped him. Or, but he wasn't that person that said, "Look what I just did," right? So I think he's he's he he's not this creature, this devil that everybody's <laughs> made him out to be. He may not be the most most cooth, but you know, whenever a Democrat, I said, you know what, Bill Clinton wasn't exactly presidential in the White House either, <laughs> was he? John F. Kennedy wasn't exactly presidential, in, so that argument. So I come back to what, as a president, because I want my president to do good things for the country, right. security, jobs. That 
That's what I care about. I don't care that he knows that the fork should be here and not here. Yeah, I could care less. That doesn't affect me at all. Or he talks. So I come back to, and I'm I'm very curious because I hear that all the time from people. I hate Trump. He's why, and then. Because they've been told. Because he said that thing on the bus about women. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't yeah. like him for so that either. So I come back to let's what? let Bob let's yeah. let Bob speak because I do want to hear. Okay. Him. Well, if we're setting personality aside, <clears throat> uh, the question is, uh, you know, I and personality does have a lot to do with it as far as getting elected and stuff like that. And I understand that previous presidents have uh, been uncouth, have uh, fooled around in the White House, have been. Um, absolute bastards, but you know what they don't. <laughs> I was dancing around it. I might as well just say it. Um, you know, and but that's not an excuse for Donald Trump to act that way. No, it isn't. So and I think I think when you're talking about policy issues with him, I think um, I've several issues with the people he's surrounded him with. Uh, with um, General Mattis is a great human being. I feel, and I love having him in the White House. I love having him. Uh, talking to Donald Trump. Some of his cabinet um, secretaries are more than suspicious. Uh, Betsy DeVos is suspicious. Uh, Scott Pruitt, uh, draining the swamp. It doesn't get more swampy than Scott Pruitt. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, other things that Donald Trump has promised that I don't think he's necessarily filling on. Um, I disagreed. I disagreed in part with how he handled the Iran deal. I don't think it was a good deal for America. I disagree with how he handled it. Um, in regards to North Korea, he's to be commended on North Korea. Um, I think so that far. I, so, so far, far. Yeah, totally. I think what happened in that situation and what's happening throughout has been good. Um, you know, as far as um, economically, we've seen some great things happen economically, but we've also seen some um, some instances where the I got distracted by that. <laughs> I, we have also seen some issues. The dinner bell. We have see, also seen some issues that have kind of been fudged a little bit with the as far as the unemployment numbers go. You know, if you're going to uh, talk about black unemployment, you also have to talk about black underemployment. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of Americans, especially younger ones, are seeing today is underemployment. So you have a lot of issues where I think Donald Trump is doing a good job on. But I have a, there's a lot of issues where I don't think he's doing a good job. Under, underemployment is a much deeper problem yeah. than number of people employed. I'm, I'm happy to see what we've got. Underemployment will come when we improve education mm -hmm. and how we feed the workforce. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a that's a five-year project, not a two-year project, at least from my view. I don't and, know. and you know what I do with companies every day? things you said are legitimate. I mean, if, again, because you think Betsy DeVos is suspicious doesn't make her good or bad. It just you believe that she's suspicious. I, I, there are some people that really can't stand and, her. And I'm like, why? Because she's... She doesn't toe the company line if it's the Department of Education and centralized education. Again, I can like things she does and not like things she does. I, I bet you could have gone through Obama's cabinet and said a lot of right. things about their cabinet. Oh, and Scott Pruitt, he, his history was aligned with what Donald Trump wanted to do. Now, right. he's been pretty he's stupid doing some dumb in some stuff. things he's doing, like, and I think he's on his on his you know very thin ice right now. One of the things I like but, about Trump is I bet you ultimately he well, that's He's, he's a guy that, that doesn't... Okay, you know, which the things that went on in the Obama, and he was one of the worst about it, where they could get away with murder, mm -hmm. and it was like, no problem, we'll, no problem. we'll cover Trump's not like, I don't see Trump being that president that puts up on a lot. He'll get rid of them pretty, pretty darn quick. Well, and I look at the economy, one final point on the economy. I forget, because I, I think the unemployment number is a, a made-up number anyways, because they look By at everybody. labor participation. Yeah. And, it's the U3 versus the U6 report. Yes, mm -hmm. right. but when I look at real life, and I look at my clients, I'm an employee benefits, yeah. and I bet Pete can, Peter can, you can attest to this too. One of my clients in Lake Zurich, they have over 80 open positions. They've grown, they've grown from 180 employees that are approaching 700. They have over 80 open positions in manufacturing, engineering, and office that they can't fill. They're, they're putting binder fees out there for CNC operators and engineers. I mean, they can't. They said since Amazon opened a big distribution place right across the border in Racine or Kenosha, mm -hmm. trying to get people, and they're not a factory like it's not 1940 when my grandfather worked at U.S. Steel. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you could eat off the floor in this factory. I mean, it's it's spotless. It's air conditioned. It's heated. It's you know they take care and they can't they can't get employees. That to me, there's jobs out there. 
people just they got comfortable sitting at home well there's a there's a lot that employers are competing with and I mean you know geez the the unemployment benefit I think the maximum benefit in Illinois is somewhere right the equivalent of about $13 an hour so are you going to sit and take your $13 an hour uh, benefit from unemployment versus going to a job that pays nine or ten bucks an hour uh, probably not even though you are going to pay taxes on those $13 an hour on that $13 an hour benefit when you know tax season comes around you have to pay taxes on unemployment but but unemployment but, being very different than welfare and we need to be very, very clear on that very different very different but that and not but employers are still competing with that and you but again we have a finite workforce and most metropolitan areas have and will always have a finite workforce there's only so many people you can draw from and so yeah yep. Lake Zurich there are a ton of employers with a huge amount of open positions out there and they are competing with people right across the border and same here we're competing they're competing McHenry itself right up the road there's a, a an industrial park a business park and there are employers there that constantly play musical chairs with employees uh, often for a quarter an hour 50 cents an hour well and that's what it's going to come because what's going to start happening you're going to i mean we're starting to see it very slowly wage increasing yep. benefits increasing yep. because mm -hmm. i need to make it more attractive for you to come Absolutely. and work in my factory than yep. going to theirs there's so. a lot of inertia here huge inertia i mean we have we don't have enough people living in parts of mchenry county to satisfy the workforce right. needs right and that has all of its own causes it's, it's a long list of stuff but eventually <laughs> you know the, the, driven by the open positions thing people are going to start realizing once again hey it is kind of cool to have a job yep. and maybe i want to move 20 miles away from my parents right out of the basement yep. so i can get that job mm -hmm. you know I, I believe that even between now and the 2018 event it's going well, to look at that blue wave it's a, it's a trickle right it's, yeah. it's a ripple it's in the, the pond right now i mean the polls again and i give zero credence to polls mm -hmm. polls but they they're they're statistically even now yeah, you know it went from almost 18 percent democrat yeah. yeah the generic ballot i mean so i want to know you know if, if i were to bet the over under on how many times you're going to see nancy pelosi on tv with her it's crumbs oh, comment but that's what democrats they don't want people to feel good they want to keep them we want to keep people unemployed. We want to keep them on food stamps. We, they don't want people to do good because yeah, you then they lose control and power. A thousand bucks is crumbs. Who a thousand bucks to him is a lot. 40, well, like saying, the, there was a guy this week. He was saying he's uh, making yeah. an extra forty dollars per week. Well, forty bucks. That's I mean that's. That's a, but that's that a comes out to over two thousand dollars. That's a take dollars a year. That's and that's so those crumbs yeah. and that norm you being an accountant you could probably really i just saw Manush had said the new 1040 is going to be the size of a postcard well I it's coming out it's coming out new forms no they said it's coming out in print soon story, yeah. well, and it's the size of a good. postcard let's let's talk about how annoying that is uh when you're doing taxes um, <laughs> Norm earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. Hold, hold it down. I, I know, I know, I know. No one was gonna lose lose his job if this happens. No, but I, 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 no, um, there should be in the United States. There should be uh, re, um, return free filing. That is where the government tells you how well, much you owe it. Well, my viewpoint. Well, I wouldn't want them telling me how much I owe it. And <laughs> you check their work. This writes all other accountants on there. They're just falling in deaf ears on there. We're getting towards that seven to ten years. Look at how they're simplifying all the forms. I thought for sure. Pretty was. soon you're going to be getting an email from the IRS. Hey, go online, check out your login with a secure verification. Is all this information correct? Boom, hit the, submit. Accountants, I mean, we're as a. It, it, the whole tax industry is being commoditized, and most accountants well, and why don't can't, catch Why that. can't it be turned? I like that we're turning towards taxes, but why can't why can't it be turned to a, like a national sales tax? So if I buy a thirty thousand dollar car, I pay this. Now you're if, asking if you make for million, the legislature then you buy to the hundred thousand. Right, but to me that just there's no that's power gonna get rid in of that, all. Manny. There's no power in exactly, that. Exactly, because that gets rid of all <laughs> tax issues. It gets rid of non-filers, non-payers, yep. because if I go buy the iPhone. You know, I buy the six and you buy the eight plus. Yours costs a thousand, mine costs six hundred. You're paying more taxes than well, I am. So it's, I have why, to leave. Why in a doesn't moment. that I, work? I would like to go. I have to leave in a moment, so I'd like to go back and I want to commend one of our people here today. That would be Bob. Bob did something that we need a lot more in our 
country today. He did civil, we did civil conversation when we didn't agree. I never heard him say that Betsy DeVos is a Nazi hmm. or any of those things. I'll vilify anyone. Oh, I we didn't talk about Steve Bannon. Yeah, so. well. He's <laughs> <laughs> not even in the discussion. <laughs> Bob, Bob, stop, stop while you're ahead. I'm trying, trying to commend you. Don't screw it up. I keep telling you. But the point being is, is that, and I, and I think this is where I get frustrated. It's like sometimes I wonder, uh, somebody said it this morning, when do we get so mad we start playing dirty? But I don't want to play dirty. I don't even know. I don't want to play dirty. It's disgusting and it's awful and it's hateful. And, and but that's, that's, I think we need to stick to that, but we have to stand up to it as well. And I think that's what's difficult for people in our seats where we are decent people who are accused of being indecent, yet we're the ones trying to play fair and the other side isn't. John articulates this much, much better than I do. But I, I'm kind of getting tired of being told that I'm a hateful human being because I'm a man of faith, for yeah, example. Right. Yep. That's well, just, just, the, just the, the other wrong. side. Talk about. I mean, they weaponize the Justice Department against us. I mean, yeah, that's it gets yeah. hard to compete against that yeah. stuff. You know, that's and 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 I look how everybody says. You know, midterms the the power the power in or the party in power loses. Mm-hmm. You know what? Ninety nine percent. The New York Times said there's a ninety eight percent chance that Hillary's going to win. Yeah, that's they were true. wrong. Yeah, it was kind of And I but. Trump seems to do things that everybody says can't be done, and it started with it that ice happening. rink in Central Park when the government, happening. the state, had spent yeah. millions of dollars to build an ice That's rink, and it still story. wasn't. Yeah. And he came <laughs> in, called one of his contractors he knew in Canada, and did it for like $100,000. Take care. Um, uh, well, okay. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking? What were we talking about before the ice rink? Taxes. Taxes. Well, the, no. Bob, I mean, complimenting you. We were complimenting you. Oh my goodness! Why can't I just think of what I was going to say? Go back to stop while you're ahead. But this is to to echo Don's point, and and it's awesome to have you back again, Bob and Denny. You too. This is really cool but I enjoy your input always because you're you're thoughtful and and you don't get all riled up when when someone asks a simple question okay well then explain that and and that is what we've lost through so much of the communication we've said this about I don't know Jesus we've said this every single freaking episode it's what civil tension is about having a conversation we don't have to be nice we don't have to be politically correct we certainly rarely are but just have the conversation. You don't have to start screaming and yelling and fighting and, and start calling, you know, name the name calling and such. Uh, no one needs to be yelled and screamed at and be told they're a Nazi just because they believe but, in something. But, so, but Peter, the re- I think that one of the reasons we, Dan asked the question earlier, why, when do we lose the ability to compromise? And he cites Dirksen, Stevenson, what have you. The, the, the issue is this. They don't think they have to. No, they don't. They don't think they have to compromise. They don't think they have to work with you. They believe, and I mean the left, some of whom are Democrats, some of whom are Republicans, the left, okay, and some of those people are globalists and some of those people are not, but but they all have a common thread of Marxism somewhere in their core. Regardless of what their motivations are, they all have a Marxist thread. They don't think they have to negotiate. They don't want to work with you. They want to put you in a box and nail it shut. And they think they have the ability to do it. This is what history tells us about people, a people, that embrace tyranny, whether they're Marxist or fascist or extreme socialists, or whatever you want to call them, whatever the name is, people that do not love liberty and embrace liberty of the individual to live in liberty before their God with their fellow man are tyrannical in their nature. An excellent book to read, and everyone should. It should be mandatory reading by every middle schooler, Liberty and Tyranny by Mark Levin. A superb text, and he highlights, and then if you have the the, the courage to go into the footnotes of that book and read his source text, it'll blow your mind. It's 
to polling is. They don't think they have to compromise with you. They don't think they have to work with you. Your Elizabeth Warrens, your Bernie Sanders, your Chuck Schumers, your Nancy Pelosi's, go down the list. Maxine Waters, I'm O Peach. Oh yeah, really? That's fascinating. These folks don't think they need to compromise with you, and they are not in the business of 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 governing. They're in the business of controlling and having power. And whatever it is they have to do to you as a citizen and to the institutions of government, including defaming and burning the Constitution to get what they want to get to hold office so they can exhibit power, again, because they believe in tyranny, not liberty, at their core, that is what they will do. And we need to, as a people, that is more conservatarians, constitutionalists, libertarians, darn well need to wake up and understand that that's what's happening. Bob, did I see you flinch? You want a rebuttal here? Oh no, I was gonna I was gonna make a joke at the end. I was gonna be like, and scene. And that would be like <laughs> the end of the, the end of the program. Because well, I don't think I don't think we're gonna get more eloquent than that, but uh, we can certainly try. Um, well and, and you know what's funny about that too is as you hear the left say what a horrible country we are. We're 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 right yeah. there with Nazi but for some reason we have all these people from all these countries wanting to come what? here, even come here illegally. They're all fleeing the supposed socialist, you know, paradises. Name one socialist or communist country because you know they all wear their their uh, Marx T-shirts or their Chi yeah. T-shirts, right? Soviet Union, not a place that a lot of people live there and want to go back to. Venezuela, not doing real good there. Cuba, not doing real. Honduras. Look at all these countries that are run by tyrants or run by socialist governments. Then go move there. Go move to Venezuela and see how you like it as you trash our country here. There should be some sort of a, a, a way to bring the experience to more people. I, when I was 26, I was fortunate. My dad lived in Brazil, and he shipped me down there for three weeks, me and my wife, and we got to live there. And, for, you know, it's 1975. We got to live there for three weeks, and my God, did I come home with an appreciation of my home. That I had, and it's still it is with me. Yeah. Well, uh, look at look at California. California is what its GDP would make it the third, second, or third, third largest economy, fourth or right? Fifth, fifth, I thought. Okay, anyway, and, yeah, and then you look at you want to see yeah. here they're the fifth largest. We'll say it's the yeah. fifth, sure. and then look at LA, some of the largest tent cities in the country, mm -hmm. run by you know the fifth largest economy in the world. It just kind of shows you that. That socialist model does not work. It sounds really communism on paper sounds like a paradise, but then you bring human nature into it and it blows apart. It would be wonderful if everybody all we all just gave and did this thing. We all get to take and it's you know we're running around with you know rainbows and unicorns and but it doesn't work that way because human nature. If if we're doing a communal garden and I see John and Ken out there weeding every day, well, I'm like, well, I'm going to stay in here and play Xbox. They're weeding. I don't have to. I'll just go take the tomato. But what the, if you want if you want to impart the understanding of of communal living, which communism, Marxism, communal living. If you want to impart that idea, if you want to impart that on young people, you can't do it financially because they don't have jobs. If they do go to school, mm -hmm. and what they ought to do, and I, I'm almost really serious about this. Because I rarely am serious about anything. <laughs> they they really should do that with regards to their grades. Yeah, it should, should be communal grades, yep. and that is, it doesn't matter how oh, hard you. I use that example all the time. Right. It, it doesn't matter how hard it is you work. It doesn't matter how is you study. You all get the same grade, or within a percentage point or two or three, except for a few of you, which will be the party leaders. And there's always a party leader, even in communism. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's always a party leader, and those that are at the top that have a chair when the music stops, they live pretty good. They live real nice. Uh, you got people living real well in Venezuela right now, but they're the party. Oh, yeah. And so what you wind up doing is you say, okay, I got a classroom of 30 people. Um, 27 of you all are gonna get pretty much the same grade. Right, no matter how what, how it is you study, what it is you do, and you don't maybe you don't announce, you just let them do it and say, boom, here here's your this, here's your that. Oh, oh, don't you understand? This is social experimentation, and this is what you're going to have to live with. Oh, by the way, there's three of you that you'll actually get to deal with and get the grade and the result of the work that you put in. <laughs> Only three of you, and I get to choose which three. By no merit, just because of 
I like you. Uh, you're connected to me somehow. Or you and and that will teach the lesson very quickly. And then at the end, you let them go through the whole year that way, and then they come down to the end of the year, and then you go ahead and you give them an appropriate grade. You, so you have two sets of books, mm -hmm. and you you know you just they will understand communal living very quickly yeah. and the fallacy and the I, I one of the things I, I usually explain to people um, when it comes to tax stuff like that it's like the whole great example mm -hmm. you study all year you get an A your buddy who's been out partying <sighs> drinking or whatever on there gets an F well we want everyone to have C so we're gonna lower your grade from A to C he goes from F to a C yeah. is that <laughs> fair it's like no it sucks well that's what our tax code does it's it penalize the rich people to subsidize people that aren't being it's the ant and the grasshopper. Yep. I mean, we remember those children's stories. The ant, busy, busy, busy. They're busy. They're doing what they're doing. They're preparing. They're preparing. The ant's out doing. Yet da, 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 da. He's out partying, having the fun, you know, doing whatever. All of a sudden, it gets a little cold. It gets a little tough. The winter comes in. He, he doesn't have any food. doesn't have anywhere to stay. He's got a problem on his hands. Well, the ants let him come in and live with him. But the point still is, that's the illustration. Those illustrations are not being taught to any of our young people today. Yeah. And that's why it is Bernie Sanders has such an incredible following with so many young people. But at the same time, in the next breath, PragerU is having incredible impact with millennials. I mean, I think you're seeing a polarization. I really, I think it's a polarizing thing. I and this thing in the middle is, gonna, is evaporating. I pray that the polarization effect reverses soon. And it, it, you know, 10 years from now it could be too late, or 20, I don't know when, but we, we have to drive it back in the other direction. Yes, PragerU, Hillsdale, mm -hmm. you know, places like this are, are quietly gnawing at the edges, but uh, you were saying we don't have any Everett Dirksons anymore? What I really worry about more is we don't have any Walter Cronkites anymore. We don't have. He was a leftist hack. <laughs> yes, he was for his time, but he wouldn't. He wouldn't be putting up with what we got going now. Sure, he would. Uh, absolutely, absolutely he would. Yeah, he absolutely so? would. Absolutely. Just like Dan Rather would. Just saying, like uh, saying Walter Cronkite would not be considered on the left now is saying Woodrow Wilson would not be considered on the left now. Woodrow Wilson had some conservative policies. He had some deep, uh, deep-seated things that a lot of people would not put him on the left now. But he would most certainly be on the left. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, you know, we talked about you, you talk about uh, Marxism, and you have to remember that Marxism is a theory. Okay, his theory was the social, the, the social uh, 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 joining. Okay, have everybody have the same type of thing. Okay, but when it when it came into practice, when Lenin put it into put it into practice. That's when we found out that Marxism doesn't work. Doesn't work. Because of because humans. of human the human nature. Everybody everybody has this this uh, uh, idea that we want to um, uh, have a have a better uh, world, but nobody wants to give anything up for it. Okay, we don't want to give up our space. We don't want to. We don't want you to get into our space. We don't want to get in your space. I mean, but it's okay for us to do it, but you can't get into our space. Well, the fact that that, you remind me of a saint. You know, I don't know who said it, but socialism is great until you're out of everyone else's money. Margaret Thatcher, right? <laughs> well, the the uh, one of the one of the biggest problems that I fear with socialism is exactly what you said. Lenin put it into practice. Uh, she put it into practice, Castro put it into practice. And we know that author authoritarian regimes don't work. You can't have no a matter what no government without without tyranny. That's right. and that's that's a, that's the scary thing. Is that you know, you can't you exactly what you said. There are places in Cuba where they have communal farming and they get along just fine, which I mean you can say what you will about that. But the biggest problem with Cuba is the Castro regime and the Castro family, and that they're authoritarian. You cannot have a communist state without a socialist state without an authoritarian. And that's, that is, I mean, there are several problems with communism and socialism, and that, but that, I think that's the problem. It doesn't matter whether it's Cuba or Korea or China or, or, or even the United States. Are we headed down that slippery slope? I mean, I don't know. 
Uh, you know, people, you mentioned earlier about why do people don't, why are there so many people who don't like Donald Trump? Is it because he keeps patting himself on the back all the time? I don't know. Um, it's just a, you know, I'm wondering, is he going to wear his arm out doing that? No, he hasn't He hasn't done it in years. That he's, well, he, has, he just, he does things different. That, he, that not, he, you look at I, that I'm, in the North Korea thing when he had that video that, that like three minute video that they showed before the meeting that the White House put together. Did you guys see that? And it was this is the world we could have if if you if you want to work with it. just to show Kim, you know, this is what it could be, or you work know, and then show the or, or and the and, film burned up. Or, I mean, yeah. or what it is now. You show him a picture from space of what North Korea looks like at night. Yep, where the, black. Yeah, yeah, where the right. presidential palace is lit up yep. and then everything else is black. And maybe, maybe Don actually talked about that for that particular picture, I think, actually even on the last episode. The, yeah, the, but to the point of all that, and, and actually, Bob, to your direct point of uh, socialism and Marxism being sought after by those who want control, yet you have a communal farm that works, there's a huge difference between those who want to be in a ruling class and those who are truly at the very root of human nature, as you were talking about, Dan, tribal. The, the, the human tribe has been in existence for the necessity of survival as, as far back as anthropologically we can see, and we know this. So we know that together, in small units that decide to work together, for whatever reason, that can work. But as soon as you have someone who comes along and says, wow, okay, we're gonna take what they're doing and we're gonna put it over here because I said so. And then we're gonna take what they're doing, we're gonna spread that over here because I said so. And because I'm just so wonderful at managing this, I'm gonna take take a, a big cut of that for myself. And we're gonna decide who gets to do this. There's that rule, the rule does not work. And we even see that now in his name, I had it on the tip of my tongue, the fellow who is currently incarcerated in the UK for Julian well no but oh, the other guy no, I know who you're talking the, about the, oh the, the reporter the, oh. um, anyway it just goes to prove yeah, the UK is still a united kingdom. kingdom there is no true citizenry there when they can say, sorry, you can't say that, you're going to jail simply for saying and reporting this. There you are, there you sit. That you're, you're a subject. And that's what he was well, going to jail for, for saying things yeah, that the government did. That's right. what that's what Marx was envisioning, was that small community just blown up on a larger scale. Well, I mean, it, and that, that's what he was course. doing, but that doesn't work. But it's it's not when you, work. When it you does throw, not. When you throw but, game theory into it, um, someone, an authoritarian is always going to come around, and that was my larger point, mm -hmm. was that when the United States, and we have shifted to a more author, authoritarian with all these, um, the creation of the executive order um, back in colonial days was a mistake. The authorization of war powers was a mistake. All these things consolidating power to one sovereign or whatever, we can pretend that he's democratically elected. That, he's I'm, not. No, he was. He's. It's we're a, not a democracy. No. Yeah, it's we're a, we're a republic. That's that's that, that whole thing about Hillary had more. Pop, that's great. That that that's kind of like the the playoffs. Penguin fan. The Penguins win the first game ten to one, and then lose the next ones one to zero. Mm -hmm. That would be like me saying, "Well, hey, they they still scored more goals, so they should win." Well, no, that's not how the the playoff work. system works. Mm -hmm. That's if you if you if you're running under an electoral system, which was genius, and the more you read about it, the more genius you see. So how many years ago it was made? And it's mm -hmm. I mean that's that's incredible that they thought of that was. You you campaign differently based on if it's a popular vote or if it's an yeah, electoral so system. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... Well, we could talk about the electoral college for hours, and I think we, we could try that one. We've been rambling now. on for an hour, so any last thoughts? I have one. Go right ahead. Bob, righteously, three or four times today you have said, but it doesn't work. How many 18-year-olds do you know that know it doesn't work? I think education is a primary problem. We have quit teaching history mm -hmm. to all Try intents to and purposes. And, and it, it, I, I have talked to American kids who are honor students who don't know that the Civil War actually happened. 
they think it was some sort of a riot after which the black people were freed. Right. I, it drives me nuts. Uh, it wasn't black people so, weren't freed for another two years. It, yeah, so uh, amongst other that. things wrong with that sentence, yeah. right. Mm -hmm. uh, it, 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 and I, I, that's my fear. And I, I, I got a lot of problems with what's happening in national control of education now, but I had a lot more a year ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Nancy uh, DeVos, that's her name, Nancy. Betsy. Betsy, that's right. Um, I said, what would I do without you guys? The more the federal government has gotten into education, the more more and more horrible it gets. we got to bring it back to a local level. Uh, and we got to teach history. we got to teach morals, with or without religion. I mean, I know lots of very moral, secular people, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why we've so, totally lost the idea of teaching right and wrong. Yep. And it, now you don't get it unless, you know, Taking a statue down doesn't erase the history. You use it as a learning. Who was that person? Oh, he was a general in the Confederate Army. What, I mean, when that statue's not there, the question's not asked. Ah. Uh, oh. 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 Just <laughs> So on that note, <laughs> talk about a good teaser yeah. for next week. Yeah, let's 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 pick up there next week. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Boy, do we right. have fun doing this. What these two guys? Uh, number twenty-four, civil tension. Go ahead and give yourselves a round of applause. All right. <laughs> <Thank you very laughs>